The Power 40 podcast is an uplifting faith-based podcast that speaks to all that is going on in our world. Our goal is to share inspirational real life stories and experiences from notable guests around the country on matters that touch us all. The number 40 symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. We all experience trying times in our lives, but it's what comes from these times that make us who we are. As we depict periods of people's lives where the idea of the number 40 is played out, we will learn the goodness that comes from perseverance, determination, and belief. I'm your host, Danica Tramberg, joined today by founder of Hashtag Mara Educator and Mentor, Montreal Kane. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. So let's talk a little bit about this Hashtag Mara. How did it start? What is it? Absolutely. Mira is a, uh, it's a call to action and it's a, it's a set of best practices. It stands for monitor, engage, recommend, and advocate. We believe that this is the solution to be able to help the mental health community all across the world. That's really cool. I love that. What inspired you to create this? Absolutely. Um, I have a loved one who served in the military and who lives with uh, a serious mental illness. And this person is highly functional, uh, has multiple degrees, has um, even worked in engineering building heart defibrillators. Wow. But at times, if there is an imbalance in medicine, there could be a manifestation of his disability. And so about four years ago, um, there was a situation where I got a call uh, from some family members saying, hey, we really need your support. We need you to help get this person to the VA hospital. And it was my turn to serve. When I went to go find them, um, I was under the impression that that person may have passed away. Uh, I went to their house, I saw their keys, I saw their phone, I did not see them. And so every single corner that I began to look in, in every room of the house, I'm like, they're gonna be laid out on the floor somewhere. You know, this is not a good sign. And I decided to do something about that. I said, not only does my family not deserve to go through the challenges that comes with a, a family, supporting a family member that lives with a mental illness, but nobody else should have to. And so I made a phone call to an organization called MRI Family Services, uh, local to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I contacted the CEO and I just said, hey, uh, I know you have this amazing clinic and you provide family counseling services. Do you have a nonprofit organization? And she responded, I sure do. And I said, well, um, do you have a board of directors? And she said, I sure do. And I said, can I serve? I, I spent years in education and marketing and advertisement and broadcast. And I wanna be able to shed a positive light in the mental health community and remove some of the stigmas and silence the shame around families not talking about this at the dinner table. Can I serve? And she said, Montreal, what's going on? Like, where's this coming from? And I, and I share with them in confidence what I had just experienced probably nine minutes before I called. And by the time I got off that phone call, I started praying and I'm like, Lord, um, I need to know where my loved one is. Can you send me a sign? I don't care if it's an owl, a bird, something. Let me know that they're alive and they're okay. About eight or nine minutes later, I got a phone call from someone called a crisis intervention trained officer. And this person is a employed police officer by profession with specific training and crisis intervention for the mental health community. And when they told me they knew where my loved one was, that they were okay, that sigh of relief just, it came on me and I found a different level of peace. And I said, I'm gonna devote my life 
to helping the 1.9 million families here in Wisconsin living with mental illnesses. And so I went back to school and obtained a master's in counseling uh, in 2020. I wanna say in 2017 or 18, I went and got my mental health first aid certification. And in, in the year of 2020, I founded House Call Wisconsin, which is a tech-based company. And we created an application that monitors your loved one's vital signs, determining what are the stress factors and what are pre-existing conditions, what type of medicine they're on. Uh, we engage with a custom questionnaire where therapists can actually uh, engage in conversation through chat, instant message, uh, FaceTime, uh, or just a phone call to check in and say, hey, we noticed there are some things going on. Anything you want to talk about? Can we get you in for an appointment? And then we decided to uh, make recommendations. So I'm a musician. I'm actually sitting right here at an all-white baby grand piano right now. I love music. My family grew up musical. And so we did some evidence-based research to show that we can lower your heart rate, we can lower anxiety, we can lower depression by just the music that you listen to. And so our recommendations are attitude adjustment playlists to help cope and, and to be able to just be different strategies that family members can use. The last thing that we do, which is the most important uh, through Mirror Wisconsin is we advocate. We can show up anywhere in Milwaukee County within 30 minutes to support your loved ones and to make sure that they have a voice, they have representation from a Wisconsin state licensed therapist and a mental health professional that is trained in crisis intervention as well as mental health first aid. That's really incredible, all that you're doing. I mean, first of all, you know, 1.9 million, that's a crazy number to wrap your head around and that's just in our state. And just to see how you took something in your life that, you know, was really tough at the time and made something better of it. I think we all can learn from our experiences, right? So it's really incredible to see you taking action from, you know, maybe this dark time that, you know, was tough for your family. Absolutely. How do you think your faith played a role in determining your course of action or, or how you looked at the situation? I can't take credit um, for Mira. It's something I prayed about. It was something that I talked to God about. Um, I remember being a sovereign fool, you know, years ago, like, Lord, what am I supposed to do with my life? I've, I've been on American Idol. Um, I've worked for Apple Incorporated. I've done, I've had so many amazing experiences that it's like, what can I do to give back? And I remember, you know, I'm married. I just got married in uh, October last year, or excuse me, October last month. Thank you. Uh, prior to that, I remember talking to my girlfriend and saying, I want to go back to school. And she was like, oh, yeah, if I get a, a job working at a university, you can go to school for free in this. And I'm like, I don't want to wait for that. I want to do something right now. And I, I was shaving in the mirror and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, clear as day, get your health in order and get your house in order. And that was what took me on the pathway to actually found House Call Wisconsin LLC, which is the organization that created the technology. And then through our nonprofit, we can leverage that technology to go and help families in low income uh, populations to be able to make sure they have access to the tech to go in and provide workshops and, and come up with emergency plans and strategies. So it's one of those things where I think the, the church folks say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? My faith is so important and I'm in tune. That gave me goosebumps when you talked about it. It's, it's so crazy how you go from not knowing what you're doing or what you, where your life's going, your journey. But they say when you let it all go to God, he will have his hand in everything you do. And it's, it's truly incredible. It's always better than you can even imagine. 
Absolutely. Um, Proverbs teaches us uh, chapter three, verse five and six, my favorite scripture, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lead not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. It's important. It was so important. When I hear about just mental health and overcoming things, the words hope and resiliency always come to mind. And how do you think, you know, resiliency and relates to mental health? Like how important is that? How do you teach someone to be resilient? You, you have to have not only an unwavering faith, but you have to be educated. Um, sometimes we don't know the difference between mental illness and mental health. These words can be interchanged. Mental illness is anything that disrupts your daily living, your thoughts, your patterns, how you're feeling. There is uh, one in four people who live with a form of mental illness like depression. And we don't see that as a mental illness, like, oh, I'm sad today, not feeling like myself, woke up on the wrong side of bed. We give advice like, hey, pray about it, sleep it off. But in the community that I'm a part of, the, the, the people of color, we don't talk about mental health. We're not saying, hey, man, who's your favorite therapist? Or can you send me the number to your therapist? Because I got some issues I want to work through. Matter of fact, a lot of males in my community are told to suck it up, suck it up. I was just going to say, sure. that comes to mind right away. I'm like, I think, especially men grow up Man. being like, you can't show your emotions. You can't cry, like be tough, toughen up. At, at least as women, I think we're a little, we are taught to it. Like it's okay to express our feelings or, you know, we're a little bit more emotional or, or whatever it is. But for men, and I think it still is that way for men growing up they're they have to be the tough guys. And that's, we all have emotions. I think the toughest thing you can do as a man is be transparent. And so there, there comes a risk with being transparent. Did I say too much? Am I being vulnerable? Uh, are, is this person going to judge me? Do they think I'm weak? And I'm consistently showing strength and vulnerability. To be resilient ultimately is to be able to bounce back. Even if you think about bamboo, um, in the book of peace, it teaches us not to be like the strong, mighty oak that will break in the storm, but to be like the bamboo that's flexible in the storm, that can actually come back to form. Resilience is about coming back to the core nature of human connection. If, if we can establish human connections, if we can practice altruism, the unselfish caring for the well-being of another, we can make this world a better place. 1. Million, 1.9 million is a small number. And I look at it as a tiny number because it's attainable. And if we were to support initiatives like this one and other organizations, we could actually make this a statewide mandate to where now this essential service is provided for free to every single person who lives with a mental illness. When I was working at Apple Incorporated, um, I started off in Wauwatosa at Mayfair. Um, I was so sad this past week when I got back from Madison, Wisconsin, I went to a tech conference and I met with a bunch of uh, legislators up there at the Capitol. And I was sad because I listened to these guys who sold their company for $700 million. And they said that they received $250,000 during their seed round of funding with no business plan. And as a person of color, I don't have friends and family I can go get $250,000 from. It just didn't happen that way. And when I got back into town, uh, I was with my wife and we went to Potbelly's to get some food. Shout out to Potbelly's. Um, I just started walking in Mayfair Mall and I started to take a walk. And I went back to Mayfair. And I just had the best time going into the Apple store, taking that deep breath, because that's where it started for me. I started working in the accessibility community. I started working with the blind and, and autistic and hard of hearing. 
And I began to create customized workshops for different families who needed access to assistive technology. That wasn't my job description. A lady walked in and she wanted to have support and she could not speak. At that time, I didn't know any form of sign language. I'm still not great at sign language, but I know how to use emotional intelligence to convey a message. I, I grabbed my phone and I typed to the woman. And I said, hello, my name is Montreal. How can I help you today? She wrote back and she told me her name. And I said, can you teach me sign language? This was just my opening conversation with her. She was like, yeah, what would you like to learn? I'm like, how do I say nice to meet you? And she takes her hand out and she goes, nice to meet you. And I'm like, huh, there's so many different ways to communicate. And I learned through some forms of American Sign Language, they use eyebrows. If you raise your eyebrows and you talk, it means something completely different. We cannot allow society to raise our children thinking that they can't smile, that shows weakness, that they can't show charisma and enthusiasm, that they can't have artistic expression. The only way to remain resilient in the community and establish hope is to be the change you wish to see in the world like Gandhi showed us so many years ago. Uh, that's really incredible. I, I think there's so many things to be said here, but I love how goal driven you are and, you know, these huge milestones and goals that you have. It's really inspiring because sometimes I think, especially like Midwestern people can be a little, they don't have these big dreams They they limit themselves. They put themselves in like boxes and I can only do this much, but really you can, every little bit you do, even if it's just 10 people you're touching, they're reaching out to other people and it's a ripple effect, right? You're changing what you can control in your environment and your community, but then the next generation is getting that and so on and so forth. I think that um, what you said too about just, you know, raising our kids to understand that emotions are good and they're wonderful. And, and I, I think another thing too, and maybe technology has part of this, but, you know, what your story you just shared about the woman who just spoke through sign and you understanding that, seeing that situation, being able to internalize it and think critically, like, how can I help this woman and where I'm at in the present moment is so important. And sometimes we're just zooming through life and we don't have time to just sit in the present and understand people. And I think that's a big part of mental health is we're not addressing these things. So for someone who maybe has feelings of sadness or whatever, what is the best thing that you can say to them? Or what are some th advice that you can give them to, uh, you know, take a step back and, and think about maybe should I get my mental health checked on? One of the things I love um, that we established with Mira is something called a caretaker team. And this is not mental health professionals. This, our front line is your family. Our front line is service providers if you don't have family our goal is to make sure that we when we can and we're in the right frame of mind we can actually say i look forward to going on this journey with you there are so many people who will come to a wedding a graduation a funeral we have to decide right now how can we engage with those people in the present moment while they're here there's an expression that says give people their flowers while they're still here just to call and say hey i was thinking about you now the interesting thing is the question you phrase is what advice will we give to the person who's living with it the advice is for the caretakers it is our job 
to make sure that if we see something, we say something. And even if we don't see it, for example, one of the primary functions I love about our technology is we have something called um, annual triggers. For me, the same loved one uh, that helped me start this journey lost a sibling who was shot in the back of his head traumatically. And that took place in a particular time of year. And I noticed that over the years of knowing them, there's always something that happens in that same month. It could be the loss of employment. It could be uh, going into remission. There are so many different signs that if we put the phone down for a moment, like we had to during COVID and sit back down with family and start yeah. having transformative conversations around mental health, mm -hmm. where athletes stand up and, and fight and say, hey, I'm not going to compete for this Olympic gold because it's, it's, it's causing trauma mm -hmm. and it's triggering me. The more that we have conversations and open dialogue about mental health, the more that we can help people. So my advice is to the caretaker teams out there. You don't have to use our technology to be a blessing. You don't have to use our program to be a gift. Just mm -hmm. be present and, and be willing to use those nonverbal cues to actually sit and listen, to repeat what you just heard. Hey, I noticed that you said that yeah. sometimes people just want to be heard. And yeah. you don't have to wait to Suicide Prevention Month to actually care. You can do it every single day. And you can put a notification in your phone that says wellness checking. And it's just going to pop up. Who do I want to check on today? I use mm -hmm. Wednesdays to do that. Wellness Wednesday. I love that. Very cool. Um, another thing I too was thinking of, I, I have to put a reminder in my phone. I did it monthly. I Maybe I should do it more often, but I it's in my calendar. Text a loved one or friend just to let you know you're thinking about them. Because yeah. Again, life is busy and I feel like the older you get, you're just, there's so many things going on in your own life. It's hard to always check in on people, but just that little, Hey, how are you doing? Thinking about you. It can really change the someone's day. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, um, I don't know. I, I have so many young people that I love, but then I also have some seniors that I yeah. love just shooting them a, a text message, a phone call a written note, it mm -hmm. fills people's life with so much hope and, and joy. And depending on what group they're in, they have it. Like my grandmother has books upon books of every card she's ever received. So <laughs> it might not be appropriate for me to text her. That might need to be an right. in-person visit. So sweet. Um, and two, I think we're, you know, in the season of the holiday season, like thankfulness, Thanksgiving, how does a joy and being grateful and having that um, attitude for gratitude, how does that affect your mental health and, and just how you, you know, go about your days? Absolutely. Um, I would always say you can attract more bees with honey than vinegar. And sometimes, and this is not a, this is not from a clinician state of mind. This is just Montreal talking. You got to fake it till you make it sometimes. Sometimes you got to <laughs> give yourself up. You know, like yeah. for me, if uh, I'm, I'm going to do this for you, what does this sound make you think of? Oh, Charlie Brown, right? Right. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> it takes us to a happy space. Mm -hmm. Music and mindfulness and holidays and uh, good cheer and jingle bells. Like, it's so important regardless of what your faith, your background is, what you believe to find a reason to have, be grateful and to share that with others because karma is something we talk about in the negative thing, but this yeah. new word, 
manifest. Everybody's talking about manifest. Yeah. <laughs> manifest the life that you want to have. And if you are putting positive energy out, I guarantee you, you will attract that energy back. And if you, let's say, for instance, uh, my, my wife calls it the Frisbee theory. If I throw out a red Frisbee, I might get a green one back, but I still got a Frisbee, right? Yeah. So it may not come from who we want it to come from. Uh, I had a young man that I reached out to uh, that came to me, uh, never met him before. And one of his mentors reached out and said, this young man is going through some serious things. I found out he was having lady problems. <laughs> and I mean, we can think of that in the lower or higher spectrum or somewhere sure. in between, but this was his world. Mm-hmm. This was his everything. I mean, he moved out of state. He had a plan. He didn't know what to do. I took off the entire mental health hat and was just a brother and said, listen, man, it's going to be all right. As a matter of fact, it might be her loss, Jack. And I'm just cracking jokes <laughs> with him to actually go through a breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, as an adolescent, I was taught count to 10. And I didn't get it. Why do you want me to count to 10? Because you actually have to focus on the numbers you're saying. It allows you to process your breathing. You're getting oxygen, oxygen to the brain. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about these other apps out here, the in-app, the, the built-in application Breathe within the Apple Watch or the Calm app, these yeah. are apps that literally allow us to just in through the nose, out through the mouth and process. Yeah. And so when we think about the holiday season, some people they don't have family. For some mm-hmm. people, there is no tidings of great joy. So this, again, this is a call to action to the caretakers out there, the future caretaker teams. Spend some time, bake some cookies, go do a visit, mm-hmm. you know, do that, uh, that, hey, can we have a, a, a Zoom date? Yeah. Can we just talk virtually about what's going on in your world? I can't wait to hear more about it. And guess what? If they don't sound like joy, change the music. Play that Charlie Brown song. Play that that thing that if your girlfriend's actually to go out and you really don't feel like it, but then Beyonce single ladies come on and now you up <laughs> dancing, that actually works for everybody. And it's backed yeah. by evidence. It's backed by science. Music is so powerful. Absolutely. And as we close out today and just reflect on the power 40 in our lives, maybe trials we're going through or have overcome, I think we understand that in life we'll continue to experience the good and the bad that life goes our way. And 40 also seems to symbolize time. So Jesus spent 40 days fasting in the wilderness, being tempted by the devil. The great flood lasted 40 days and 40 nights. If you, Montreal, had just 40 minutes to impact the world, where would you start and what would you say? Mm, That is a heavy question. (laughs) Um, I started home. Yeah. I started home. Montreal Junior will take my vision further than I could ever. And sometimes we go and we want to impact the entire universe. But when we live a life that's worth leaving a legacy, it will continue to grow. I am my great grandfather. I am my father. My mm-hmm. son is my child. As a family, we have to spend time. And I have the privilege and the honor uh, yesterday morning speaking to my wife and outlining the vision that I have for our family as a whole. Mm-hmm. to impact the world, to change the world. My name means Royal Mover of Mountains. And so if I start moving the mountains at home, I can affect and affect the way that we all continue to go out into the world. And it's just going to branch. I will start at home. I will use the resources that I have. And I will create a committee. People think of business. They think of nonprofits and boards of directors. What mm-hmm. if every single person in your family, in your nucleus, helped you push the agenda God has for you. Start at home. 
It's amazing. Something I think that all of us can take in into our lives and, and make a difference. And uh, well, that's comes to our conclusion. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. Where can our listeners know where to continue to follow your journey? Absolutely. www.housecallwi.com. Sign up for the newsletter and let's stay in touch and stay connected. Very cool. And for more information on the Power 40 podcast, visit powerofhumans.com. You can also stream the podcast on your preferred streaming service.